friends, welcome back to the Let God Podcast. It's me, Wanipa. Me, Mary Hannah. Me, Ayafa. Woo! Woo-hoo. Yippee! Guys, this is the second time we're having to do this because clearly HP got beef with me. My laptop just died unexpectedly, but it's okay. We're going to do this again. We're going to reload it. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about kind of those existential mind boggling questions that might trouble you as a Christian and that probably everyone has thought about at some point in their life, whether they have any type of faith or not, because of the sort of things where you're just like, why is this how it is? And we're not going to attempt to answer those questions because we don't know. We have no idea. Only God knows, honestly. But we're basically going to talk through what questions we have and also how we manage to maintain our faith in spite of that and continue to basically trust God with our lives despite not knowing the full picture. So, yeah. But before we begin, as always, we're going to open with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to discuss. Lord, we pray that you'll help us to word things as well as possible and that you just speak through us. We pray for those who have been battling with certain things and not knowing the answers to things. Lord, we pray that you give them peace of mind. Mm. I also pray that um, you help us to run the race until we can meet you in heaven and actually ask you these questions. And yeah, Lord, we pray that you continue to help us to grow closer and closer with you every day. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So guys, before we launch into the topic for today, we're going to talk about an icebreaker. So we know that Miss Summertime just came and went very aggressively, very quickly. However, (laughs) autumn is at our doorstep. So our question for today is what are you guys most looking forward to about the autumn or fall season? (laughs) I am looking forward to, sorry y'all, I just yawned. I am looking forward to um, all the like, good autumn winter vibes like I love a, I love the cold season because I hate being hot mm-hmm. I just hate sweating like I don't know as much as I love a little crop top a little mini skirt I just feel like ugh, it's just too much like <laughs> let me just literally be wearing jokers <laughs> you know what I mean no, for real. like just put me in some Zara leggings and I'm good to go anyway so I'm excited for that I drink chai I think I said that already I drink chai like all year round but I'm excited to like drink chai without judgment um <laughs> and just like yeah just like it's near christmas i love christmas so much so i just can't wait to be like ice christmas you know like our little cambridge christmas and just be like one month to christmas he wants to christmas (laughs) (laughs) and also of course i'm not a heathen but i'm going to see Wizkid. so (laughs) i'm so excited that's like november is that fall no that's kind of winter no it's it's still fall it's still fall well look Mm -hmm. at that a little bit of Afro beats for the head top in fall, so I'm excited. Mm, I love the color pattern of fall, Purr. and I love like the browns, oranges. Yeah, that's so nice. And I like, like I don't know. I think it's like the perfect temperature to be honest. Mm. Mm. Unless it rains, then oh, it's very hurts. sticky. I don't mind a bit of rain, like as long as I'm not in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, you're inside, you're just listening to the... 
Yeah, that's so comforting. Uh, during this week, it was raining so heavily, and was it was it? the one day I had to be in hospital. Oh, uh, I had to like do windscreen wipers to like get the water out of my eyes because I was cycling. Oh, that's a true medic life. Yeah. Even no, I was cycling blind; my eyes were closed. I was just hoping for the best. <laughs> God get you there. You walk <laughs> by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Quite literally. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> no, literally. Oh, and I was me. saying this before with like definitely more excitement because obviously it was the first time I said it, but like I was just describing <laughs> this this avenue as you're leaving Trinity College to go to the backs where it's like just this really long path and it there's a bridge that goes over the river cam as well mm-hmm. so you just see the people punting there's trees on either side and then the browns and the so oranges lovely. it was honestly just like a, a storybook and especially in the autumn time so mm-hmm. i love that the whole Aww. aesthetic the vibe it's also my birthday Yay. Yay. 22 on 22 you know how it Rihanna. is so that's right I'm excited for that, even though, like, I don't know what's going on at the moment, but... Felipe's <laughs> changed her mind, like, five times. Every She's like, let's do a restaurant, and then an yes. Airbnb, and let's yes. go abroad. And I'm yes. like, I want to do them all, so... <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but my bank account doesn't. But I'm actually thinking, like, maybe just, like, I chill this year, and then next year, boom. You give it UK all. UK is open. I'm a salaried babe. That's exactly what I was going to say. With Who's your fresh stop me? corporate salary, purry on a Please. It won't be a case of if. It will be a case of where. No, yeah. honestly. I won't be there, though. That is so sad. Huh? I won't be there. God forbid. You'll fly back. <laughs> Girl, I'll be in the middle of the academic term. <laughs> Sorry to those kids. <laughs> oh, that's so oh. lovely. Anyways, I think let's round up there on that happy note. So, as we said, this conversation is all about kind of those mind-boggling existential questions. So I think a good place to start maybe is to ask you guys what questions of life trouble you most? What do you wish you just knew but you just know that you won't? Mm. I think the first thing that like I've been thinking about recently... And I thought about it before, like earlier this year, then I was just like, oh, that's too much for me. Um, is a question like, you know, when Jesus say, says, narrow, um, no, narrow is the gate that leads to life. I'm mm. not sure if, it, if it's narrow as a path or the gate, but it's like narrow is the gate that leads to life. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. wide is the path that leads to destruction? Yes. Um, I want to know what that meant. Because I just feel like, Sometimes that's been interpreted to mean, like, very few people will make it. I hate using the word, like, make it to heaven because it's not about, like, us striving to make it there. But you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. and it makes it sound like very few people get to heaven. But then I'm just like, when I read Jesus' life or, like, when I meditate on the scriptures, it's not giving very few of you will make it to heaven. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not the vibe mm. that I'm getting. So it's just, like, what does that mean on the in the grand scheme of, like, eternity? Like, is it going to be full? Like, I'm trying to have a party, see people. It's going to be empty. Like, okay. You know. Yeah. Kind of related to that as well. And, like, I might get in trouble with some Christians for saying this, but I'm just going to have to say it. I personally believe that there will be a lot of people in heaven, like Christians, as well as 
non-christians and it's Mm -hmm. like i kind of am some part of the way of understanding how that works with like Mm -hmm. i think i've spoken about it before but like you know the good samaritan and things like that but it's like how is that working because at the same time jesus says i am the way the truth and life there's no way to the father except through me so i'm like somebody's truth and somebody's lying no for real (laughs) or is everybody truth i just don't understand why do you believe like what was what spurs that um belief about like more than just christians getting into heaven yeah because i just feel like because you know i spoke before about like the good samaritan and stuff and the whole point of that story was that he was not like a jew or part of the religious mainstream Mm -hmm. or whatever but the feeling that he had in his heart towards the like the fallen i don't know the guy who's beating up was like the same word that was used to describe the way like god feels towards his people Mm -hmm. and i just also believe that the holy spirit works in everyone and convicts a lot of people like whether they recognize it to be the holy spirit or not Mm. i don't know maybe i could be wrong but it's just that's just how i feel i just don't feel like every single person who's not a christian is going to hell but maybe i'm wrong you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to know that. I guess we found out. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> it just, it's just going to be a touch too late. That's thats thats the problem. It'll just be a touch too <laughs> We'll be on the brink <laughs> when, we, when we find out, you know? We'll Hello. be on the edge. Yeah. What about you, Ayanfe? One of mine is like people who are born with illnesses mm-hmm. or... um like diseases especially like those who don't have an autonomy Mm -hmm. so like those who just don't understand like good and bad or Mm -hmm. those that don't understand like their social cues type of thing like how would they accept jesus if they can't understand who he is type of thing Mm -hmm. if you haven't listened to our disabilities episode, it's called Ableism in the Church. Please go listen to that. We discussed this a little bit more at length. Just wanted Come to put that out the there. plug. No, because I was talking to somebody about that, and they were like, Ableism, what is that? And I was just like, we break it down for you. Go listen to it. <laughs> we'll say it this way. But um, another one for me is, like, people who are in, like, an unbreakable chain of poverty. Mm-hmm. Like, people who are just born into severe poverty they'll die in severe poverty or like even the people that are living in those situations but they seem to have like the most faith Mm. you know Mm -hmm. they'll be praying and church and everything and it's like why yeah yeah I don't know. I just feel like I have I have so many questions that I think about on a day to day, but then it's just like when I need to bring them up, they're just not coming. Because I just like <laughs> no try to push them to the back of my mind. No, um, for real. I think I've said I think like along what we've sort of said already. I think a question about salvation. Uh, I, it's sort of I guess what I said before. It always like not bothers me. I'm always just like hmm. Like what is true? Like when is when Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." No one comes to the Father except through me. Was that a call to accept Jesus's like name, or like like assume Christianity as like a religious 
way of living or was that a, a call to accept Jesus's mandate I believe it's the mandate like we're called to live like Jesus but then again like I guess for me the tension arises like so like not what is salvation because I think I know what that is but more like how is that measured throughout the course of somebody's life I think my question is more like sort of like what Winifa said already like if you accept Jesus but don't live like him or make decisions mm. like it's if, like if you, you bear the name of a Christian mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you have been saved because you say you accept Jesus but you're living a life that's contrary like surely you can't end up in heaven over someone who maybe doesn't know who Jesus is mm-hmm. but has been responding to the tug of the Holy Spirit in the sense of living in a way that is Christ-like but they don't realize you know and then I, I come mean? back to the thing. Then I come back to the thing that it's not by works. But then I'm just like, it's not by works, which is true. But, but it's, it's like them acting from the, the, the yeah, the, so yeah, from like, the inside. Because yeah. even we before this call, we were talking about the people in China who have no access to religion, so they're just all meant to what perish because they don't know or because mm. they haven't technically accepted Jesus. Like that don't add up to me. I yeah, just don't think that that can be right. Do you know I what I mean? Know. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, those are just questions that I have because I feel like they, de- they can, in some senses, like, determine how you respond to a lot of Yes, things, definitely. You know? And I just mm. feel like I don't want to, like, assume, take on, a, like, have an opinion blindly because, like, that that's what feels most comfortable or because that's what I've, I've been taught my whole life. I want to be like, but like, what is the truth? <laughs> but the thing is, you'll never know. No. You won't know until you ask Jesus himself, by which point, sorry, oh, the earth is a distant memory. <laughs> you're laughing about this, but it's actually so serious. No, for real. Hashtag beam me up, Scotty. You know, we did a, um, what is it called? A Bible Would You Rather on our story the other day. And to every person that said they would rather be a disciple, like one of the 12 disciples, than to be taken up as Elijah... I just want to ask, is everything okay? No, but I was doing it with my family in the car like the day before we put it out. And I get the disciples thing because guys, like imagine being able to hug Jesus. Like you hug him. I'll hug him in heaven when yeah, I'm ascended really like Elijah. <laughs> Bro, like, do you, know, do you know what being a disciple is? Maybe Jesus didn't like hugs. <laughs> That's true. What if he wanted his personal space? <laughs> no, for real. Everybody always touching his hem. Everybody always... <laughs> No, for real. But just deep it though, like even what's his name, Peter, was he died a Crucified horrible, upside painful yeah. death. You mean know, Elijah? Yeah. Elijah was just Elijah. He hopped upon a chariot <laughs> and ascended. Oh, like beat me up, Scotty. Beat for me up, bro. Fat <laughs> <laughs> mouth. Hashtag this earth is not my home. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah was OG for that because like that's actually crazy. He just did not die. No, like, for he real. Just neither did like, Enoch as well. Whoa. But mm-hmm. Enoch gets like two lines in the Bible, but like, yeah, he was just taken as well. They're just like, get me off this planet, and God really did. Like that's so just like, I bet. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I also have a big question about abortion. I mm. mean, it's kind of not relevant to my life personally because I'm not sexually active. Um, but a lot of people who are considering abortion, some aren't, you know, yeah, that just, that's just the whole thing. Like, so it's not about, I guess, like my posture towards it. It's just more like, how does God want us to respond? That's my 
Mm. That's my question about <laughs> it. Um, yeah. And I guess, like, as I think we were talking about it, yeah, it's kind of topical because of what's going on in Texas. But also, I just feel like, I don't know, like, sometimes I'm in church services or I'll hear, like, a sermon and they'll mention it in such a, like, kind of frivolous, almost kind of condemnatory tone. And I just cringe when I hear that because I'm just like, well, however you feel about abortion, God still cares about the person who's right. at hand. And so to mm-hmm. speak about it so flippantly, flippantly just doesn't sit well with me at all. Right. I was, yeah, I was thinking about that as well and just other different things because I know that... um certain christian groups have different views on for example like ivf because they say like oh you're playing god and stuff like that and just things like abortion everything that kind of surrounds bodily autonomy i'm just like do we do we assume what god is thinking Mm -hmm. or i don't know just all them things there yeah what's going on it's kind of deep still when you think about it. No, for real. Bro, I'm like spiraling into my brain. I feel like we should <laughs> move on to the next segment because <laughs> it's giving 4 a.m. thoughts at 9.43. <laughs> but yeah, now that we've kind of like spilled all the stuff that like boggles our minds, mm. like how how do you guys still trust God in spite of not knowing the answer to these things, especially something like we've talked about salvation and heaven. Like that's pretty fundamental to our belief. How do you deal with that? For me, I try to remember um, God's character, which Mm. is something that I had to learn a lot this year. Like not, understanding that God doesn't respond to things in sentiment as we do, but responds to things in principles, like who he is is who he is. And that's what causes God to be God. And so when it comes to things like salvation, especially that was really bothering me, especially like all that happened earlier this year with like the insurrection and just how people be using like Jesus's name or like, like it's just like, why is God always in it? Like, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like, like, don't get back. Like, no, for real. (laughs) <laughs> don't bring him into this it's like that meme of nini she's like now why am i in this no literally See how my name just get thrown into stuff i was just minding my business <laughs> now you know the whole meme word for word <laughs> for <me. laughs> no that was that was so yeah and i think how i've learned to respond to it is um being like i think yeah god's character first and so if god's character is just then I think God is going to be just in terms of like what salvation looks like on the other side of eternity. And I think part of like, and I don't mean to like, I don't mean to say that to like absolve Christians of like critical thinking or like mean that nobody can criticize this like opinion. But I genuinely think like the whole point of God is like, there are just some things that are going to be above your comprehension. And I think that isn't limited to just like theological concerns, but practical not practical everyday things because i think god wants us to like have wisdom and clarity in everyday things but things that like we have questions about like justice that seem to like be so prevalent in today's society i think they're going to be like heavenly forms of justice that like we just don't we aren't privy to now like i do Mm. think heaven will be like equal but i still think god will have justice right based on how we've like because i just feel like 
God's justice is just different to maybe how we envision justice on this side of eternity. And so I, I got to trust that he's wise that. in that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because just as you were saying that, I just remembered, like, I can't believe I didn't mention this. Another one of my big crises is, like, racism. Like, what's going on with that? Like, why can't it just go away? Like, but um, <laughs> not to say that God condones or supports racism. Like, that was a bad point to bring. That was a bad point to bring that up. But um, on the point of God's justice being different and us not really understanding I think that's even a theme that we can see throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. And like one thing that came to mind was the story of Jonah. And like if anyone knows me, like I just I love that book. The fact that jo- um God sent Jonah to go and prophesy in mm-hmm. Nineveh, I believe, and then he tried to <laughs> run away to Tarsus. And I always <laughs> thought it was because he was scared and he didn't want to be persecuted. But the reason that he didn't want to prophesy to the city of Nineveh is because they were like so wicked. The Bible says they were spilling blood here and there. They were like killing people, doing horrible things. And he thought that if they had the opportunity to hear God's message and repent, he didn't want them to have the chance to survive. He said, I want these people to die in their wickedness and not have mm-hmm. a chance. And um, obviously we know what happened. Like he got swallowed by the fish, like it spat him out and he eventually did give them the message and they repented and everything. And then at the end, like Jonah is basically really angry with God and like um, he goes to sleep and God creates this tree for him to give him shade and he's really happy and everything and it's he cuz he's in the middle of the desert and then god takes the tree away and like jonah gets vexed and starts like going off at god and he's like and another thing oh, i knew you would say you know you're so merciful and everything you was going to save these people and then god makes oh my god Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that's the mike in the building no that's the mike it's giving hashtag transformation church um, <laughs> God basically says to Jonah, like, see how angry you got about this tree that you basically had overnight and you didn't even make it. Don't Mm. you feel, don't you understand that I feel even stronger for like my children who I've spent ages making? And then the book just ends there, like, boom. And I think like that just really brought home to me that there's some people that we might in our human understanding think like these people need to be brought to justice. They deserve X, Y and Z. But maybe to God, that just looks different. Mm -hmm. Or maybe our version of justice is like the people who we deem worthy of certain things, getting certain things. And I don't know. That's not to say that I believe we should like free all the hate crimers. (laughs) And I I just don't. Because to me, that's not justice. But like maybe I'm the one who's got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I don't know if this is a cop-out, but like mine is... I, I don't expect to have the answers for everything. Yeah. Like there's so much of our physical world right now that we don't know about and we're still discovering every day that it's mm-hmm. kind of wild to assume that the non-physical world will have answers for. Yeah, that's good. So I just don't think about it that much. And I think with things like salvation, I I don't try, I think it's very I don't know. I think we shouldn't be looking for who will make heaven and who wouldn't. Right. I think as long as, like, as much as it is, like, you focus on your own race and try lead as many people to Jesus as you can, 
I don't think hating people into accepting Christ works. Yeah, of course. So of just course. showing love that way. And like in terms of like the inequalities of disabilities and all of that stuff, I really do not know that one. So mm. it's just like, wow, those people are on earth. How do I show the love of Christ to yeah. them? Right. Yeah, that's right. good. I really love the point that you just made about the salvation thing because like firstly like you'll be very surprised who you see in heaven and stuff because it's not up to you to know you know who's going to heaven and who's not and whatever Mm -hmm. but I think the issue comes where it's like none of us know the answer to that but the issue is if you think you have an inkling and then that affects how you treat people yeah that's why it's a problem so i think like you're so right like the only way to disciple people is through showing them unconditional love and just really trying to reach out to them and showing them the love of christ and like you know you're going to hell in people into some sort of fake conversion out of fear (laughs) is not the way to go yeah um but another thing i wanted to say on like poverty as well because this one has really boggled my mind so much and not just poverty but like just general inequality like why do some people get to be super rich and some people just don't and like (laughs) you know why are some people struggling to make ends meet and why you know i mean that type of thing yeah but like yeah one thing i i try to do when i have these questions is when i start to ask uh questions like why god or if god is Mm. or how come god did uh, i kind of stop myself and think maybe let me not lead with the assumption that god is in the wrong here and let me look from another angle like how has sin impacted this mm-hmm. you know what i mean because mm-hmm. for example like with things like poverty and global inequalities like that stems from the sin of greed and like however you think about wealth and and everything like that someone way back somewhere created a system where some people win and some people lose Mm -hmm. and that was the product of human selfishness and greed and people wanting to have more than others Mm -hmm. and those things have spiraled like you know everyone says oh these people are billionaires whatever they can do what they want with their money understood but if everyone was truly living in a way that's christ-like it would be a thing of like you've been blessed and your storehouse is full and you're going to mm-hmm. use those blessings to bless others so really would you know severe poverty and such and such be a thing yeah would like would countries be run down because they're selling raw materials for 3p and having to buy technology for five pounds if the people in charge of the monies and everything were christ-like and said you know what let's just do tit for tat <laughs> your corn i'll give you my thingy and maybe mm-hmm. you know the economists out there are listening and thinking oh but the markets but the markets jesus don't care about the markets Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean so i just think like a lot of times i mean it sounds so christianese and everything i believe it to be true like maybe if you're not christian you'll be like oh yeah oh sure oh boy but a lot (laughs) of it does come down to sin Mm -hmm. i think that's so true and i think like understanding that i think the thing about dealing with questions like this and not having the answer to it is like just as i said earlier it puts an impulse like it yeah it pushes you like it makes it like gives you an obligation to actually like live what you read 
Right. Because, like, for example, she mentioned, like, disabilities. And so we did, we've done that whole episode, right? And we've talked about it. And, like, when we were re- reading and researching about it, like, we learned ourselves, like, as the hosters of this podcast, right? And so now that we have this knowledge that God has given us and we have these questions, like, we don't have the answers, but we do have the what are we going to do about it? Right. So it's like you now have yeah an obligation to be like be more aware and more accommodating and more welcoming and like more conscious and intentional about how you interact with like the problems that you don't know the answers to but also just like as Winnie said if like a lot of the problems that we see in terms of like money and wealth disparities can be linked back to like greed as a sin that forces you to assess like how do you deal with your money in your day-to-day because I think it's kind of disingenuous to be like eat the rich okay like this is me bridging (laughs) into the little (laughs) bridging into the little political bag but it's like kind of disingenuous to be like eat the rich but like me myself I'm a hoarder or me myself I don't give I give like scrap I'm not intentional with my generosity beyond like a tithes and offerings you know what I mean like beyond the 10% that you give to your church or whatever you however you tithe like I feel like it's disingenuous to therefore like not be intentional with the money that I do have. Like it's not everyday Tofeezy drop. It's not everyday <laughs> new, new limited collection. Like it's not everyday dunks. It's not everyday right. like like I love nice things, but like I feel like as I said, having like, these if questions. If you're aware, mm-hmm. just, if you just have kind these of questions, this, yeah. yeah, this thought pattern that it's someone else's problem mm-hmm. to solve, because really it's like we've all sinned and fallen short and whether we like it or not we've all also contributed to these these systems Mm -hmm. and we continue to contribute to them do you know what i mean so it can't be like you know i said billionaires earlier obviously because they're like the people who could do the most (laughs) but it's like they're not gonna so what's my mandate as Mm -hmm. a christian a follower of christ with what i have Mm -hmm. and what i know Yeah, yeah yeah and the spirit that's in me you know yeah and it's kind of hard, I think, because mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it, like, I think one thing to remember, when, at least one thing that God told me, like when I have all these questions, like you're not the Messiah. So don't try to be like, you are not Jesus. Right. And you're not the first person who has had these questions. And like, yeah, like you're not Jesus. Like you're not like we literally cannot us three amongst ourselves cannot be the Messiah to the entire <laughs> like to an entire mm-hmm. de- generation. Do you know what I mean? Like Jesus is already the <laughs> right. Messiah. So like I'm gonna let him do his job and do it well. But also, like, if you are really about it and not just about, like, finger pointing at God, and I don't mean that to sound, like, flippant, but, like, if I'm actually about, like, God, I'm actually concerned about poverty or, God, I'm actually concerned about, like, things like bodily autonomy and rights and how we interact with people and, God, I'm actually concerned about greed and economic systems that exploit people. So, like, now that I have those questions, I can't just be like, well, God, (laughs) that's on you, bruh. It's just like, okay, so what am I going to do? Like, me, myself, like... And it's hard because it's just like, ooh, this money that I'm about to spend on X, is there somebody else that needs it? And I don't feel like God wants us to live a life of suffering and hardship. I, d- I don't believe in that glorifying, like, mm-hmm. poverty. Pain. Yeah, in any regard. But I also feel like there comes a bit of accountability when it's just like, okay, I'm criticizing this or I'm not cool with that. But, like, how do I myself mm. work against that in my own life? Right. And it's it's like all well and good but sometimes then the question comes to me like since god is omnipotent (laughs) (laughs) it's not even a if god is why it's like since he is 
why can't I just pray God take away racism or you know take away poverty and He takes it away and stuff like that? But Girl, I half think of the that... population would be gone. <laughs> God is too merciful; He wants to at least allow those people to repent. <laughs> But I think also that kind of like ignores the fact that we do live in a world that's been, like I said, corrupted by sin and also the fact that God doesn't force, he doesn't impose. Do you know what I mean? Like Satan imposes, like possesses all, all that nasty stuff, but God is like, he's there and he wants a relationship. You can invite him in if you want, but mm. like, he will never force himself onto you. And really and truly, maybe it's like, you know, if I said, God, take away X, take away poverty, and it would force greedy people to have to to be more generous and they don't want that, what do you do? Because God isn't going to force mm. them, mm. you know? And I think just holding on to the hope, I mean, it's so easy for me to say, like, you know, I don't come from, like, the most money or everything, but, like, I'm in a house that's warm. I have a bed to sleep tonight. It's easy for me to say, you know, I'm holding on to the hope that the sufferings of this present time and nothing to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us and all that. But it's like for the people who are really struggling, <laughs> you know, how mm. do they even keep that faith? Yeah. But that's I think that's what faith is, though. Like it's not based off your your feeling or your understanding of your present circumstances or whatever. Mm. It's like a rational decision based off what you've seen God do before yeah. and knowing that he, he can and will mm. do it again. Mm. I've got a question for you both. So we've talked about like a bunch of questions that like um, can make our heads spin. So like how do you feel about like apologetics and the world of like trying to... Um, prove yeah make logic or reason or like yeah like use i guess like use religion as a means of like making religion i don't know i don't know how to describe apologetics like if you don't know what apologetics is i'm not really giving it justice but it's, it's like, like intellectual uh debate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think concerning religion and it can be between religious people of different like denominations of different faiths non-religious and religious people non-theists like that whole situation like how do y'all feel about that and like responding to questions using that method i think there's definitely a space for it especially because mm-hmm. people like different people respond to things differently so some people will need um as proof some people just don't work by anecdotes i remember i watched um a billy graham thing a few years ago and the guy was a magician and he basically like asked god to put him like behind he said like behind the curtain like because he's a magician like behind the curtain is where he sets up all of the acts to try and fool people so he was like god put me behind a curtain and then like if you're even real and then um he god put him behind the curtain and he went through like hard stuff and then he like finally gave his life to christ but some people like that like having that tangible thing same as he wanted to like feel something other people want to like see and be able to logically follow things so I, th- I think there's definitely a space for it i've been reading this like really good book recently called experiencing the joy and um 
one of the the premises or like the main themes it keeps coming back to is that like when we read the bible and when we try to know god we approach it with reason revelation and experience and i think devoid of the other two all three of them can become dangerous or skewing in themselves yeah so like if if you're an apologetic and you only read the bible with reason because you just want to prove facts and you've devoid it of the experience of knowing god and the revelation of allowing god to speak through you and you're just coming with your own theories or thinking how can i use this as a sword Mm -hmm. against other people i feel like you're missing the point of reading the bible or like Mm -hmm. knowing god and equally like if you only ever approach god with the aspect of experience it's like you're always just waiting on a feeling or an inclination or some like um i don't know some sensational experience to let you know that god is around do you see what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's like i feel like sometimes with apologetics it feels like they're just battling with reason and i don't think that that's what god is about and also because like i do think as well the gospel is for everyone and can be like and should be understood like a child so sometimes when things are getting super technical and it feels like we're battling over like details which are not really consequential i'm like but at the same time like that sort of stuff does really interest me like the theology and everything especially like discussions about doctrine and stuff um so i i agree with ionfe there's definitely a space for it because like god knows what each individual needs to like yeah. reach them um but yeah mm. what do you think mh i feel the same i was just genuinely curious about mm. what y'all what y'all had to say but i think that's such a good like ending point like god knows what each of us needs right to like I don't know, to enjoy our relationship with him. And for some people, like, some people have, like, the most wonderful, like, coffee with God moments and, like, everything is almost like a fairy tale. Not in, like, a jokey way. I mean, like, it's just very, like, intimate and close in this sort of, like, friendship way, whereas other people know God and really experience God as, like, a father, a provider, and other people, it's, like, you know, healer. Like, we all have different experiences, which impact the way in which you know like we understand and get to enjoy God and that's through some for some people it might be that might be that um apologetics you know session that they see or a book that they read that just makes things click so yeah I think Mm. that's just that that just speaks to the beauty of God like isn't it though like religion is just about like God meeting Mm -hmm. you where you are and like loving you enough to like be specific to your needs you know so I think that's right. cool, even with all the questions that you have, you know. Mm. We'll find out. <laughs> we will. One day. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we hope you have enjoyed this episode where we talk a little bit about our questions and our doubts and how we approach them. And, yeah, we um just hope that we've given you guys some some tools to, like, use. And you're at day-to-day when it comes to how you interact with the questions that you have about faith. I think anybody who acts like they don't have no questions about faith is being a touch disingenuous, <laughs> um, <laughs> to say the least. 
but yeah we hope you guys have enjoyed this we sure did um thank you so much for supporting us guys i mean like we'd be texting in the group chat like oh my gosh guys i can't believe we got this text message or i can't believe somebody followed us or i can't believe this or that the it's just a last lot of episode that believe. we recorded we were like oh, thank you for 5k remember and now we're mm-hmm. like 6.3 oh we just yeah. Bro, that's crazy to me. Not six point three, child. Yeah, I swear we was on six point oh five like two yes, days man. ago when I was making the spreadsheet. Yeah, we are so grateful, y'all. Um, you can oh, follow bro. us on all of our socials. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, but mostly on Instagram at Let God Podcast. You can also head to our Google Anonymous form, which is in our link tree, and you can request episodes, or if you've got a dilemma that you want to send us, we'd be happy to read over that. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you, or not see you, child, I'm thinking about you too. We will (laughs) speak with y'all in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.